Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Josh Peck and Larry Spargimino start a brand new week of making sense of the world around us. Prophecy conferences this year are in-person and online. Our next in-person conference, the Central Florida Prophecy Conference, will take place Friday and Saturday, January 28th and 29th in Lakeland, Florida. Registration is free. Visit swrc.com and click on Events at the top of the homepage. The Central Florida Prophecy Conference, January 28th and 29th in Lakeland, Florida. Register today by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144 or visit swrc.com. Our next online prophecy conference will take place February 4th through the 12th, all online and on demand. Speakers include Michael Hoggard, Larry Stamm, Kamal Salim, Larry Spargimino, Rob Linstead, Billy Crone, James Collins, Greg Patton, David Bay, Eric Barger, Micah Van Hus, Les Feldick, and Dave Brees. Thirteen speakers in all. Visit swrc.com and click on events for all the information. As we begin this new year, make sure you have our brand new 2022 Prophecy Calendar. This year, the calendar is focusing on the 12 minor prophets of the Old Testament with beautiful photos from Israel. Proceeds from this calendar go to the Onesimus Prison Ministry. Order your calendars today by calling 1-800-652-1144 or order online swrc.com. Our host, Pastor Larry Spargimino, comes now to welcome Josh Peck to discuss the Great Delusion. The truth is out. Something is going on. Even the U.S. government has acknowledged that there is a UFO phenomenon. In 2017, the New York Times confirmed that the U.S. government was investigating UFOs. They call it the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Well, friends, our guest is Josh Peck. He has directed and edited a comprehensive DVD, one hour and 47 minutes. It's the most thorough presentation of this topic I've ever seen. It's really tremendous. Josh, thank you so much for your research and your work, and thank you for being on the show with us. Well, Larry, thanks for having me back. It's always good to talk with you. I can think of the conferences we've done together, and I'm still loving Silent Cry. That's so dramatic, so important, and now... This DVD is fantastic. Josh, what is the significance of this, quote, official disclosure by the U.S. government that, quote, something is going on out there and we better check it out? It's extremely significant. Nothing like this has happened before in history, and a lot of people thought that this would never happen. A few of us on the Christian side figured that a day like this was going to come up because, according to certain interpretations of prophecy, there can be some correlations there with the whole UFO stuff. But I think mainly what really solidifies this in history is, for the first time ever, our government actually admits that UFOs, now called UAPs, are a real thing, and they don't have any idea what they are. Now, I don't know how honest they're being about that. You know, maybe they do know more than they're letting on, but what's so significant is that they actually admitted 
that they are real. Now, this ties in to a whole bunch of stuff with Christianity and worldviews, because a lot of people that are into this UFO stuff believe and are teaching out in the world that aliens created humanity. Right. So it's a huge deception. It's a huge problem. But now with the government actually confirming the existence, it's brought up this question in everybody's mind again. And everybody's kind of thinking about UFOs now. So it's a great time to have a conversation like this. Yes. Well, certainly previous reports like Project Blue Book and the Condon Report, I think they try to explain away the sightings, but now the government, like you point out, is taking a much more definitive attitude, like, you know, we have a real problem. So, I mean, if there are beings out there that are far more intelligent than we are, beings that could destroy us, I would think this is something that we can no longer neglect. I mean, this is no longer to be relegated to the junk heap of superstition and folklore. If the government's involved in it, something serious. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. Yeah, I talk about that in the movie, about how important this issue is specifically because of those reasons. We are living in very strange times. Senator Marco Rubio told CBS News that he hoped that UFOs were produced by Russian or Chinese technology, although he doubted it. And he said the alternative, that they are real aliens, will have a dramatic effect on all of us. And I think he's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we go through that in the film, too, because something that's sprung up, too, and I think this is why the government was kind of put in a position where it was in their best interest to just admit that these things are real, because whatever they are, they seem to be getting more aggressive, mm. not only towards, you know, our Navy, but even just towards, like, commercial airplanes and stuff. I mean, there's reports of UFOs getting so close, even kind of nicking the plane, you know. It makes us wonder how many plane crashes are actually caused by something like that, and we just have no idea. So there seems to be some hostility, but like you mentioned a minute ago, you're absolutely right. This isn't just conspiracy theory anymore, and we do need to do something about it. You know, I'm not one of these guys that says that the government shouldn't be involved in this at all. I don't know what these UFOs really are. We can't know for sure. I personally think it's something demonic, but let's say it was China or Russia, and maybe they're just super advanced and we don't know. I don't think that's the case, but let's say that that was the case. Well, if we're ignoring it, that's horrible. That's not right. going to help our country at all. It's not going to help defend it. So I think finally the government's at a point where it realizes something is flying above our skies. We cannot ignore it anymore because it is getting worse. It's getting more hostile. So now is the time to do something about it. But because it's government, of course, they're dragging their feet, and that's probably <laughs> going to go on for years. So I think right. that back in 2017, we got the first kind of drip of official disclosure. But I think that's going to keep dripping throughout the next weeks, months, maybe years. You mentioned about these things getting a little bit more aggressive. In fact, I think it's Timothy Alberino on the documentary who speaks about these things coming to military installations. I think there have been some sightings very close to installations in England, in the U.S. Is there more to be told about that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So in the movie, we have, along with Timothy Alberino, we also have Nick Pope, mm -hmm. and yes. he's a former British intelligence. And we have him in the movie because he was actually commissioned by the British government to find out what's going on with UFOs. It was his job to study them, and he did this for a really long time. So we have him in the movie. Having his perspective really helps out a lot, too, because this is a worldwide thing. One of the things he talks about is exactly what you mentioned. There have 
been reports, military reports, not just one or two. This seems to be frequent, where over nuclear installations especially, right. a UFO will show up, some kind of craft or a light, and then the whole installation gets turned off, like right. the nuclear mm. arms get turned off. So somehow something has the power to do that. And, of course, the question comes up if they can turn it off, can they turn them on? There was actually one report where a launch sequence actually started, but it stopped before right. it Right. caused catastrophic damage. That kind of thing seems to be on the rise as well. That kind of thing seems to be happening more, seeing these things over military bases. So, you know, that also brings up the question, is it another country? Is it our own technology? Is it something off-planet, or is it something even beyond that, something spiritual? And I think that last option is probably the most plausible. You talk about the technology being able to shut down a military installation. What else about the things that they do? Don't they go like 5,000 miles an hour and make a right turn without even slowing down? I mean, even on my bicycle, if I'm going 20 <laughs> miles an hour, I've got to bank a little bit and hit the brakes. But these things are unbelievable. I mean, they don't seem to be subjected to the uh, normal laws of physics and gravity. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And now there's video proof of that supplied by our own government. And I mean, there's lots of videos out there, but you can never really tell what's real and what's fake. But now our government is releasing videos from the Navy and stuff. So that kind of thing has been caught on camera. But yeah, it's insane that it breaks what we would think we know about physics, about how our right. reality works. These craft can, like you said, go thousands of miles an hour, bank on a 90-degree turn in an instant without <laughs> slowing down, and it's the weirdest thing to see because it looks so unnatural. I actually think that's part of some evidence that maybe some of these are extra-dimensional. They have access to some other physics that we don't in our world. But again, I've said this before, extra-dimensional and spiritual, I think that's just the same thing. You know, So, of course, the Bible talks about angels and demons and all that stuff. I think we're seeing manifestations of that even on into today, and I think that's a lot of what this UFO phenomenon is. Have they been people contacted, and have they received messages from yeah. these beings? And they're not really in line with Scripture, are they? In fact, they're <laughs> no. against the Scripture. Tell us about that. Yeah, and what's strange is also they don't ever seem to show up as any other deity. There have been contactees or abductees that say that they saw Jesus on the UFO and that Jesus was saying, I was really an alien all along. But <laughs> you never hear that of like Buddha or any of the other religious figures. You don't hear that. So for some reason, they're taking these beings, are taking the form of Jesus and convincing people that aliens created us, and that's what Jesus was trying to tell us, but we killed him because we didn't know. It is kind of ridiculous, but it goes into a lot of New Age theology, and it seems that whenever abductees or contactees get a message from these beings, it's always some kind of New Age thing. Right. It'll be full of buzzwords like mm. energy and frequency, mm. quantum. They love the word quantum because they can make it mean kind of anything. So it's this really loose kind of New Age theology that the only thing that it really stands on is that it's anti-Christ. It's against right. Christ, the biblical Christ. They have their own New Age Christ consciousness Jesus, and we have the biblical Jesus. They're two very different things, and that's what these beings— seem to promote. Now, isn't that strange? If they were aliens from another planet, why would they have any interest? I mean, think about it. If we went to another planet 
and we saw, oh, there's all these diverse religions, there's these diverse cultures, I know what we're going to do. I'm going to pick one of those religions and dress up as that religious figure, and I'm going to go teach them New Age stuff. Like, we wouldn't do that if we discovered life on another right. planet. Why would we think that aliens would care to do that here? So I think this is more in line with the spiritual battles that the Bible talks about. I know as a Bible-believing Christian, and I know, of course, you are too, and also believing Ephesians 6.12, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, uh, I really don't find this surprising. Many years ago, even before I came to Southwest Radio Church, uh, I was pastoring a church in Tennessee, and I got very interested in this. And I started talking to people and just giving hints and stuff like on Wednesday night. And some of the people looked at me like, you fell off your bicycle and hit your head on the ground. But Josh, I think this is what we're seeing in the end times. This is what we see in prophecy. And what about Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that they will believe the lie? Is this maybe somehow tied in with that? I think it could be, maybe a piece of it. There's theories on how all this could play out. Because it's prophecy, we don't have all the details. But I think there's going to be one main, like, end times kind of one-world religious kind of belief system. But I think there's going to be a lot of little deceptions out there, too, during the whole tribulation period, just as there are today. But I think that they're going to be ramped up. Now, I don't know if the main religion, the main lie, is going to be the UFO stuff or if the UFO stuff is going to be one of the other little deceptions. But I think from Satan's perspective right now, he's got a lot of irons in the fire. And I think he's waiting to see which one's really going to take off. If it is the UFO thing, if, if that's how it turns out, the way that this connects into prophecy is that great delusion that you were talking about, that there's a lie coming that is so strong that even the elect could be deceived if such a thing were possible. Well, what lie could have a worldwide impact like that. And it would have to be something above ourselves, above the planet, above Earth, something like aliens created us or UFOs are coming or whatever, anything happening relating to that. I think that could be at least a part of the worldwide lie, you know, aliens created humans. Because a so-called alien, I think a lot of these are fallen angels. Mm -hmm. When they're saying, we created you, Really what they're doing is what they've always done. All the false religions of the world venerated fallen angels as gods because they lied to them. The fallen angels said, hey, we created you. They're doing the same thing. It's just in slightly different packaging. Today we have aliens because we're more scientific and more secular in our modern world today. So the packaging is a little different, but the message and the deception is exactly the same. Right. Tell us a little bit about the abductions. I've been reading some of this stuff, and it's very frightening. Some women and even men claim that they've been paralyzed. They're not able to respond or move or fight. And there seems to be some sexual experimentation? What's all of that about? I'm trying to put all this together, and there's so many of these reports, they're kind of frightening. Yeah, and this was an interesting thing we explored in the film, too, because a lot of these abductees claim that they're told of a hybridization program between aliens and humans, which that sounds a lot like Genesis 6 to me. So it's another one of those examples where it's the same thing happening again, just in slightly different packaging. What I thought was really cool in the movie is Chris Putnam, I thought, had a really good line. He said, whether they do have a hybridization program or not, who can really know? But Regardless if they do or not, they want you to think that they do for some reason. You can't argue against that, because every time somebody gets abducted, 
the so-called aliens tell the human being about the hybridization probe. So right. whether they're doing it or not, they want you to at least think that they are, which is odd. So I thought that was a really good point. I hadn't thought about that before, but they want people to think that for some reason. So I think that that is going to have a huge connection in the end times. That could have a connection to the mark of the beast. Yes. That could be some kind of hybridization thing or where you take genetic material from the Antichrist and, you know, accept it into your own body and then you become something other than human and salvation doesn't apply to you anymore, you know, because uh-huh. that's for human beings. And I think that's why when people take the mark of the beast, they're done. That's why I think, you know, when you look at the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine, the mRNA, in fact, I was reading a report this morning, the Epic Times, that they found that the mRNA vaccines can alter DNA. And some of these companies want to patent the DNA that's produced as a result of the mRNA vaccine. So I'm thinking, wow, would you look at Genesis 6, when you look at some of these experiments, and then, you know, at one time, the mRNA vaccine was considered a gene therapy. But, of course, that didn't sell very well. People won't take a gene therapy. They will take a vaccine. So I'm wondering, man, this is really hot stuff. Well, Josh, we're going to have you back. I am really excited about this. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me back on. It's always good talking with you. God bless you, and we'll be talking to you on the next show. Josh Peck will continue his look at the Great Delusion next time. Get the complete two-day presentation by Josh Peck on CD when you call 1-800-652-1144. Everyone in the world needs to hear the good news of the gospel. And thanks to your financial support, there are many in Pakistan doing just that. With an update on the wonderful things God is doing in Pakistan, here is Larry Spargimino. I want to thank all of those who have helped us with the work in Pakistan. Your sacrificial giving is making a difference even today. You have helped us with the school building, the science lab, the computer lab, and also the bus for transportation for the students. The work of Grace Charity School is so important, and I really mean that. We are training young men and women for the future. We're going to be visiting with Pastor Victor Samuel. He is the pastor of Grace Bible Church and the director of Grace Charity School. Pastor Victor and I have been working together since 2009, and I've made several trips to Pakistan. I praise the Lord for the work that is being done there. It is truly amazing just to see what's happening, to see those boys and girls, to see the worship services in Pakistan. I praise the Lord for his grace, for his miracles, and for his goodness. Now, friends, the school has met all the educational and safety requirements mandated by the local government, and we are thankful for that. We do have a special need. There is a parcel of land immediately adjacent to the school. Its location is critical, and we certainly don't want to lose that parcel of land. We have made a down payment on it, and so we are able to hold it, but we're asking you to prayerfully consider helping us make two more payments on this parcel of land. If you have any specific questions that you might like to ask me, I'm certainly available. Just call 1-800-652-1144 
and ask for Pastor Larry, and I will give you all the specifics and try to answer all your questions. Pastor Victor, it's so nice to have you bring this update. It's wonderful for me to be able to tell you about the situation here in Pakistan. Tell our listeners about the school, about the teachers and the students, and especially why Grace Charity School needs this parcel of land. Everything is wonderful here, and we have presently, there are more than 378 students in our high school, and we have 150 students who will be in the elementary school that we are trying to raise funds to buy this parcel of land. We are so much grateful for your support, and I just want to tell you that we have not a sufficient classrooms for the elementary school children as per requirement of the government. So, you know, sometimes we have to gather two classes in the one room, which make problems for the children's education. We had this an opportunity to purchase land of 3,811 square feet for Grace Charity Primary Elementary in front of the high school. Right. I know the children in Pakistan are very well behaved. I think that's so wonderful and very intelligent, to say the least. I'm so amazed at the way they are growing academically and spiritually. And I think you and the teachers are doing a wonderful job. You have a good group of teachers who are committed to Christian education. So with this additional piece of land, you will be able to meet the needs of some 150 elementary school-age children. Yes, we will be. In Pakistan, over 6.5 million children are all not enrolled in primary school. So the literacy rate dropped by 4 points from 60 to 56 persons last year in the province of Punjab, where we live. And out-of-school children face deep-rooted inequalities due to gender, poverty, mm. and child labor, as well as the lack of facilities in the schools. So the Grace Charity High School is serving for a better educated generation in underserved areas of district overtaking, with your support, of course. So the target families are poor and low-income groups with no access to an education facility. So we provide every year with the support of Southwest Radio Church hundreds of disadvantaged children, 6 to 14 years of age school supplies, uniforms, scholarships, and social-emotional growth workshops and qualified teachers to ensure mm. hands-on. So this is a wonderful privilege for us to be able to, you know, reach out these children. So I want to tell you that the Grace Charity High School provides a valuable long-term investment that will facilitate quality educational, social-emotional growth opportunity for underserved out-of-school children so that they can escape from the cycle of poverty for themselves, their Amen. families and their communities, and become better decision-makers. So. I really want to thank you all for your wonderful generosity and for your wonderful investment for these children in Pakistan. Well, what you say about it being a long-term investment, I think there's nothing more significant than investing what funds the Lord gives to you in the lives of young people, whether they're in America or Pakistan or anywhere. And the fact is that you are deeply involved in the community. 
you are very well-known and well-liked. And I think that's really important because the Lord has just opened doors. And I can see that great, great things are going to happen. I think they're happening right now at Grace Charity School. And I can just imagine with this new parcel of land for the elementary school, these little boys and girls are going to be so happy, so bright-eyed. We will be saying, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to add a quote from uh, Nelson Mandela. He said that education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Amen. So I really appreciate you all for your help because we have only this powerful weapon right now. It's education. So with this powerful weapon, we can change the world. So thank you so much, everyone. You talk about education. One of the things that I know about Pakistani boys and girls, they want to learn. They're very well behaved. They're not out of control. You know, if the kids are out of control, you can't teach them. But in Pakistan, they're so wonderful. And it's kind of, they're like a sponge. You know, a sponge just absorbs things. Well, those boys and girls, they (laughs) absorb the word of the Lord. They absorb learning English, learning Urdu, learning health and hygiene, science and math and all of those things. So I really want to tell our listeners what a wonderful investment this is, and especially with little children for the elementary school. You were talking about 150 children or so in elementary school. That's a lot. And I think that's a wonderful project. I know your teachers are very well equipped to teach them and to train them. So praise the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord. I'm really so much grateful for the committed teachers that we have, and the world has been facing the COVID-19 situation, Mm, but the teachers have been working even in this situation from homes. You know, we have been doing the live school through the internet. We have been teaching the children. I first met you in 2009, and I think you have grown spiritually a great deal. As a matter of fact, You had sent me some information about the family prayer meeting that you had recently, and I saw some of the pictures, and you spoke on the topic, the power of thanksgiving. You send me your sermons and some of the things that you're sharing, and I think it's wonderful. So tell our people about the power of thanksgiving. I think that's really important. The power of thanksgiving, the VC, so many passages in the Bible from Old Testament to New Testament that we see that if we are thankful heart people, there is a power in thanksgiving. We see in the Bible so many times people with their thankful heart, they come to Jesus and their blessings get multiplied. And we have seen unthankful people as well in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Their blessings get decreased. So right. I think we need to be thankful because there's a power in the thanksgiving. Dear friends, we have been visiting with Pastor Victor, and we've been talking about the need that we have to buy a parcel of land immediately adjacent to the school. Now, if you'd like to ask me any questions that you might have, 1-800-652-1144. Just ask for Pastor Larry. Pastor Victor, God bless you, and thank you so much for this time. Yes, God bless you all, too. Thank you so much, brother. In our resource center today, we have Josh Peck's new documentary, The Great Delusion. The Great Delusion DVD reveals for the first time why the Vatican is in possession of a telescope named Lucifer, how alien abductions might be connected to the sixth chapter of the book of Genesis, 
and you'll also see stunning reports on the UFO phenomenon. Order your copy of The Great Delusion and the book The Second Coming of Saturn for a gift of $35 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144 or order online swrc.com. Tomorrow, Josh Peck returns to reveal more of The Great Delusion. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.